Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Hi there folks. <laughs> no. back everyone to the owl tree podcast i'm ariel i'm michael don't shut the door and i'm grace okay so uh what do we got for today karma karma, karma. we Tell have me. got to talk Let's about go. Karma. like mm. credit karma Actually, or? i really recommend credit karma i use credit karma but no not credit karma like karma karma like reincarnation mm. karma um I feel like this is really important to talk about, and the reason for that is people think of karma as like, oh, you get what you give kind of thing, but karma is actually a... Yeah, like, yeah. If you, the, the, the thing I'm familiar with, like, from just, you know, people being like, oh... If you do something bad, then something bad happens to you. And, like, yeah. if you do something good, then it'll what come goes back around to comes you. Around. But that's not what yeah. karma is. And karma is a really important part of spiritual work and magical work. And it's central to mm. metaphysics. So it needs to be well understood. It's not what goes around comes around. What is... So let's back up a second. What is karma? So yeah. karma could be, like, thought of as a bow and arrow. Ooh, so I like that. So every decision that you make, you kind of, you let go of that arrow, right? And where it lands is your result. So it's more mm. of like your cause and your effect, your ownership of the things that you create happening in the world, right? So it I doesn't like mean that. like, oh, if I hurt a person now in a certain way, I'm going to get hurt that way. Mm. What? It doesn't Ooh. mean that. It means you have to deal with yeah. the state of things that you have made. Can I, mm. I just got this image of like, are, do the arrows have like strings on them? Cause they're tied to Yeah, you? you could think of it that way. And then, cause like, cause then you can get into the idea of like bad, like bad karma, mm -hmm. I guess would be like when your strings mm -hmm. get tangled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the reason I think that, la, la, la. yes. So. Uh, how this manifests in our actual lives is that we carry karma over from different lifetimes. So the decisions that you make in this life, it's not like that's your only scorecard. But in between mm. lives, and again, anyone listening to this, you don't have to believe any of this. You can believe whatever you'd like to believe. But I'd like you to keep an open mind. And also this is based in like the Vedas and other ancient texts. So maybe we'll link some stuff mm. in the description of this podcast. But... Anyway, in between lifetimes, you have the chance to review, and the desire to pay back that karma comes from you. Like, you make decisions to, um, mm. to fix past mistakes, right? So it's not like a punishment thing. You are your own judge um, of your own life and your own existence. So in order to, like, work out different personality traits or... Um, different skills or things like that we incarnate with certain other souls who work with us and are on the same journey as us and we all work together and these can be super big like 70 different souls who know each other or they can be really small soul groups mm. such as four or five I see yeah so I know I might be jumping ahead of myself here soul groups yes I want to I want to stick a pin in that. Don't let me forget that. I want to come back to that. Okay. 
But yeah. but let's let's get back to Carmen. <laughs> okay. So so this this period between incarnations where you're reviewing, um, that it's kind of like uh, you said it's not like a report card, but it's more like a reflection time. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, if you have a teacher that gives you a reflection card after class every mm-hmm. class, and then you know you're you know like okay well how did you do and did you have fun did you meet this goal mm-hmm. that you had for the lesson and and then like let's write three sentences about what you want like what you thought was fun about this or what you want to do next time or what you want to challenge or what you could have done better is it kind of like that yeah and then you go in with that information into the next yes exactly so okay. but the idea is that you are trying to perfect your soul over time through different types of incarnations and different realities so Mm. each reality in each universe has different um, lessons attached to it and different uh, limitations attached to it so the belief is that on this planet on this earth when we're born we don't really have memory we have like a soul knowing we have an inner knowing but our challenge is to remember that inner knowing and remember that spiritual being Mm. our challenge is physicality Mm -hmm. We're put into a very, we're the the very bottom of the the tree of life in Malkuth. So it's it's very dense Mm. and it's very separated and limited. So that challenge can't be Mm. overcome without not knowing. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the question then, right? Because I'm still, this is a new way of uh, karma being explained to me, right? So where I'm where I'm kind of stuck now is I'm I want to figure out what do you think is the cause behind this I guess we'll say incorrect teaching of karma as in the what goes around comes around you know what goes around is going to come right back around to you That is mm-hmm. absolutely a product of western culture dumbing down and misadapting Eastern religions. This is not to say that what goes around doesn't come mm-hmm. around. It's just maybe we shouldn't call it karma because karma is a sort of... Karma uh, is spiritual baggage. A sort of it's, it it's like a... I was going to say it's like a technical term, but, but karma, you said karma is like yeah, spiritual karma baggage. Yeah, karma is what you carry through all of your lifetimes and all of your incarnations. You can have good karma and bad karma. It's all in the deeds that you do. So karma is like credit yes. then. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess what, it is. What can I work what what can I buy on karma credit? Ascension. <laughs> yeah, you got uh monthly mm-hmm. payments. Pay by pay by yeah. lifetime. Oh my gosh. You got three more lifetimes <laughs> to go until it's you're like out of here. Uh, no, it's like the lemonade stand game. Where you're like, let's see if you made a profit afterwards. No, oh. you didn't. <laughs> um, no. Um, so, quick question back, going back to the like the reflectiveness uh, of between lifetimes. Um, do you? Kind of what came up for me is like every every new moon and every full moon, I kind of have a reflective mm. thing that I do. Um, I don't know. Does that kind of tie in? Like if if you, if somebody. A person. If a person um, makes a practice of being more reflective during their lifetime, do you think that they tap into what they had planned for yes. that lifetime, like beforehand yes. and more easily? I don't yes, know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think that um, mm. the biggest distraction from your true nature is participation in what isn't real. So mm. our entire system of life is manufactured, right? And so the more manufactured our lives get through industrialization, work weeks, mm. busy schedules, yeah. exposure to screens and technology all the time, the less spiritual the population mm. becomes and less connected. There's a reason that you know ancient cultures, um, and not to say that they didn't have technology we know they had very advanced technology we'll say that for another episode episode. but um Mm. that that was a that's a product of uh being aware of your inner being through 
exposure to nature and reverence of nature and time mm. in the self and self-reflection um, and not creating obstacles for yourself, right? Everything yeah. that we experience is our choice and a product of our beliefs. You can't experience mm. what you don't believe in. Right. Yeah. Beer, 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 beer. We need to put a uh, uh, explosion sound <laughs> effect on that. You can't experience what you don't believe in. True. Fountain of wisdom. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wee. Um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> so does that kind of answer the karma thing? A little bit. I guess I'd have to uh, read up more on it. Cause I've I've I I only know karma from a layman sort of pop cultural interpretation yeah. of it. Then you're gonna want to read mm. the Upanishads. The Upanishads explain. The yeah, Upanishads. The Upanishads explain it in great detail, and it's not just like we're uh, sealing some specific text that has this information. Like the same concept exists in Kabbalah, the Jewish tradition. Um, it exists in mm-hmm. most shamanic traditions, if not all, all that are documented. It's explained when people go undergo hypnosis. This is a very common spiritual experience. Um, mm, we just talked about it. We did, hypnosis. yeah. And like monks yeah. and um, even the Pope is behind it now. But it's a truth that's discovered from any... The Pope is behind the Pope karma. The Pope is behind karma. I know. Isn't that crazy? Hinduism is winning. Hinduism is winning out. There's a reason that it's uh, the most scientific of the religions. Hinduism is? Mm, Debatable. Of the world religions. Highly debatable. Of the modern religions. (laughs) Mm. I don't know what to... I don't know what to tell you. I know what you mean, but. I'm just stirring up the waters. You're going to have, you'll have (laughs) your time to really go into that. Yeah. Causing a little controversy. So anyway, cutting that out. So, so I would definitely go, I would definitely go read the Upanishads. I heard they were long though. Yes, they are. But you can get, um, some really. They got the audiobook version. I'm sure there's an audiobook by now. Um, but you can also just get like. (laughs) There's PDFs online of a lot of them, if not all. Um, but many yeah, just make sure if you guys go and get different like collections and highlights kind of things, so you can get light read versions. Yes, for the for the people at home, if you do go and get a PDF version, just make sure that your PDF version is in public domain. We are by no means advocating piracy. Yes. Very true. And there is some really good resources for that, like archive.org. Okay, archive.org. Cool. All right. Get all legal. your public <laughs> yes. domain, legal. We are legal, all as well. Readings. Yeah. Mm. Is it time to unpin soul groups? Yes. Okay, so karma is super complicated and really heavy, right? Because it takes lots of lifetimes to get through right. that stuff, that shit. Mm. So lots yes. of lifetimes. So naturally, you want to be with people who know what you're going through and know how to help you best. So you incarnate in soul mm. groups. These can be anywhere from like family members or friends you have throughout your lifetime, or someone that was your boss for just two years. But everybody in your soul group mm. kind of like shifts different roles or different impacts in your life to be central figures. Or impactful figures mm. doesn't mean that everybody in your life is a soul group some people only come in groups of three or four so there those encounters aren't as much right. but then other people who might work in um, things like charity organizations or uh, in government or military might come in with much larger soul groups because soul groups will often um, they'll usually transition to the next life um, and interesting patterns could be over decades you know children are part of it and there's the grandmother or something um, but there's interesting okay. synchronicities that happen there. There's there it's very mappable soul groups. Mm. How do you how do you go about mapping a soul group? Yeah. You just wait you just hang out with people and wait for weird That's shit to happen. A good way to do it. Um but also 
I mean, I think <laughs> a lot of people just know. Um, like Ariel and I, we feel like we're soul sisters, and we feel like we've definitely known each other mm-hmm. before. Hey, sister, yeah, soul and sister. That, and those feelings yeah. are there for a reason, so you can easily create a map in your own mind that way. But astrologically, that mm-hmm. can be done um, through uh, analysis of different uh, star portals in different parts of the chart. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's all kinds of different synchronicities that can occur. So yeah, soul groups. Mm-hmm. What's the last, I guess, I want to get a bit personal for a second. Okay. What's the last synchronicity you guys had? And was it with someone who you think is in your soul group? The last synchronicity I had with somebody. I don't ever want to share that. It's so. Pass. <laughs> pass. We'll pass. We'll come back Let to me, it. I'm Phone trying a to think of a different one, <laughs> but I'm just focused on the one I don't want to share. We'll mm-hmm. phone a friend. Yeah. Uh, let's remind everyone what a synchronicity is and what we can look for when we're talking about that. It's just when weird, like when weird things happen, man. Mm. Like deja mm. vus or like... Uh, you see the same numbers again and again? If, if you open up your phone to text somebody but then they text you... Like every time? As <laughs> soon as you open your phone. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, five, six times in a row. I don't know. Do recurring dreams yes. fall under that? Yeah. Absolutely. Recurring dreams all the yeah, time. Yeah, recurring <laughs> dreams. It could be, um, you know, every one day a week for like a whole month, you find a crow feather in the same spot. Or it could mm. be. It it could be. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. It can be. It, it can be very physical things that keep occurring to you, like uh, if something Bro, that's something so in crazy your house. Because I found that I found a crow feather oh, last did? night. Like that's a synchronicity. Yeah, that's a synchronicity right there. Look at that. That's wild. Mm. Interesting. Good job, me. Are we all soul siblings oh, now? I think so. I think <laughs> we are. Actually, honestly, yeah. I think we're more than soul siblings because there's something else that's more than soul groups. There are soul mates, and I know that you both are mm. my soul mates, and I love that so so much. Wait, wait, wait. What is soul mates? Because mm. I this is this is and and I asked this. Like yeah, yeah. So I asked this because I want to know if my understanding is correct or if I'm receiving another abused interpretation. Abused interpretation. You're receiving mm. an abused interpretation. A soulmate is not um, your romantic fairy tale lover. My soulmate. Not- I'm going to the club. I'm about to find my soulmate. And, and she might, only one. but she might find three or four of them while she's there too. That's a thing. That's a night. <laughs> it is a night. Yeah, so soulmates are not, like, lovers, but they often are. Most people will marry one of their soulmates. Um, But soulmates are just people Mm. that you have known throughout many lifetimes. So soul groups can be, they they change. They exchange people. It's not like it's the same group every time. Um, One person Mm. just might be there to teach you one lesson, and that lesson could be yelling at you when you're on the street, like a reminder, like, stop doing da-da-da-da-da. Like, quit smoking, it's nasty. And that's the thing that makes you stop smoking. <laughs> you know, they can be yeah. like that. Um, but soulmates are people who uh, are very familiar to you. So if you've had many lifetimes where you're really close, you might feel like your soulmate and you might love that person very much and get married and be happy. And that's wonderful and that can happen. But it also might be your mother or your father or your child or your sister or your cousin or just mm. a friend or a teacher could be a soulmate. I know that one of my teachers felt like my soulmate. Like, I think about her all the time. We just had that, yeah. like, oh, I know that at some point in, in time, she was my mom in some lifetime, that kind of feeling. So yeah. soulmates are just familiar gotcha. people that they know you. So here's one for you, then. Still going on soulmates. Sometimes I'll meet people, and I, I get a feeling, and I'll tell them, I'll be like, hey, I'm going to meet you again and maybe a year later a year and a half three years later i meet him again and i'm like i told you this was gonna happen i've had that happen three or four times in my life where i've met someone and said i know this is a brief first encounter but i'm gonna meet you again Mm. does that make us soulmates or is that is that something else you think it could be 
soulmates or soul groups. It could be someone from your soul group because we never, a we never, we never, we we never hung out before. Okay, so, but but what you're saying is that during a lifetime, someone can join or leave oh, a soul yeah. group. Yeah, absolutely. All all promises, all contracts can be torn apart and are often destroyed anyway. Um, like, you know, if if someone comes down to fix the karma of uh, what kind of father they were, and they don't fix it. You know, like the, it's mm. all right. Next time, it's you're gonna have to try again. But you know, it might be with somebody else, or it might be with that person trying to make it up to them. Um, but mm. it's all different roles that are played. So. Yeah. Well, you know, and like touching back on, um, like when Bree and I first met, we both kind of had like a oh, mm, nice. Like I, I particularly remember thinking like ah. Yeah. I remember meeting vibe. you. Like we and could we be never friends. spoke. Yeah. We never spoke. We saw each other and then so often. We were kind of Yeah. And we were like just kind of like on the outside circles of our own mm-hmm. two groups that were like right next to each other, mm-hmm. kind of. And then what? A year? Oh my gosh, it was a year and it was a year and a half. Like yeah. Yeah. Then finally we were like okay let's make this a thing we're finally both in a place where it's like now we can yes and we did and and we became like super close in like two weeks yeah yeah i don't think i've become that close of friends with somebody that quickly Mm. ever oh yeah well i have (laughs) (laughs) you're 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 so i'm a weird one no you're so (laughs) comfortable you're so trustworthy and honest you have such integrity and wisdom about you you're addictive, but anyway. Oh, I'm addictive. Is there a song about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, because literally I made friends with someone. Um, I wasn't even going to meet them. Um, but the this person at this bar was like, you need to beat this person. She also does tarot. And I was like, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then we hung out and we ended up talking. I was like, Okay, I'm going to meet this person. We're going to have a drink, maybe some dinner. So it might be an hour-ish. We hung out for four hours. We went out the next day. We hung out for ten hours. Two days later, I met oh, up with her again. Oh, I know who you're talking you about. I'm, talking I have, about? I'm like, oh, who is this? Yeah, and, and like, within one week, it's like, um, like, we had already, like, like, I think I'd spent the night at her house already, like, within a week. And it was like, cool, we are friends now. We're is good we are good friends we are good friends can we put that in the show <laughs> <laughs> they no longer use that textbook yo <laughs> what textbook <laughs> um yeah so um it's fun mm. yes we can re- we can return now to you telling me how addictive i am i oh. quite enjoy this flattery <laughs> she's addicted to the addiction <laughs> Don't you know that you're toxic? Yeah, so anyway, yes, soulmates. They're wonderful people and you are addictive because you're one mm. of my soulmates and I enjoy so, you. So is there like a uh you remember back in the day on Facebook it was like a find out what uh uh cartoon character you were all the test Mm-hmm. Is there how do you how do you test your compatibility? How do you test someone to see if you really are soulmates? Mm. Especially, you know, because we live in a time where people misuse that word. Mm. What is the metric for soulmates? Soulmates are people who challenge you. So mm. and that doesn't mean like it has I challenge to you to a duel. They just slap yeah, you with a glove. Yeah, no, it's not a six down my gloves, sir. A glove and a six shooter and it's on. We're now soulmates. It's more like, you know, if someone's part of your soulmate group, that means that they have some kind of investment in you on a soul level of seeing you be a better version of yourself. Mm. So take for instance a cousin who is always just encouraging you, like, just come out with us. Just come out when you're young and teaches yeah. you kind of how to, okay, I can, I can hang out with strangers. Like, teaching yeah. you that, it can be something like that. But they're, they're genuinely invested. They really want to mm. see you feel better. It can be something like that. But it could also be, um, you know, a mother who teaches you 
uh, responsibility or. Mm, so, so your parents are your soulmates. They can be. Not always, but they can be. I mean, if if they if they are actively in your life, pushing you to become yeah, better. They, they can be, but you you definitely chose on some level to be a a family. Whether or not they're your soulmates, that can that can vary heavily. Um, not necessarily, but you did decide. You know, I need to work out the karma of being a son, in some way. So all issues come from like something that needs to be worked out and worked through or released and forgiven. So it's it's more like you're dealing with energies. You're not necessarily having to deal with um, the same people all the time um, because they might just tear up their contract and be like, I don't want to deal with you. For example, I've been married before, and I know for sure that my ex-husband had so much of his own karmic baggage to work through and what it means to be a partner to someone. Um, and... We obviously made a contract, our souls made a contract to get married, to fall in love young and get married young and move across the country together young. That was something that we decided to do, to work out some kind of karma on my end, some kind of karma on his end. I didn't really want to deal with it, and I didn't really want to see all that stuff be worked out because it's just it wasn't right for me, and I can tear mm. that up and walk away. It's no longer affecting me. But he still needs to work on that himself, how to be a better partner, that kind of energy. So he's going to have to work on that with someone else. Mm. So it's not... So like so so soulmates contracts is kind of like, it's kind of like literally like contract work. Like I'm going to do X, Y, Z. When I finish the job, I get paid and that's it. It can be. Or it can be like dedication to, you know, certain people that you really care for. Um I know that there's a few souls that I've incarnated with dozens of times in the same close relationships. Like, my mm. parents have been my parents for many, many lifetimes. This is not the mm. first time my mom and dad have been my mom and dad. And they know that, too. Like, we, we all talk about it. Um, mm. Wow, that's, the three that's, of us have that's certain heavy. Things that, yeah, and the three of us have certain things that we're working through as a family. And we talk about it. So, it's, it's a very really healthy. I didn't know that about you. Well, now you do. Mm. That explains because I've I've met one of your parents before very briefly, but that actually like explains a whole lot. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm um, sorry. I just I'm curious. Is this going? To, this is going in the podcast, right? It can be. I can take it out. Um, just how like. Being open to certain ideas is what I'll say. Their openness to certain ideas. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so then if it, if it's like that, then uh, I'll go check my contract, see what I'm working on, <laughs> so I can get paid. It kind of it kind of makes me think like um like soul groups. So it's not like necessarily even that we even have just one soul group that we reincarnate with yeah. in one lifetime we could have multiple oh, yeah, 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 yeah. different like layers and levels oh yeah and For like sure. that would make a really great novel or a really great movie of like and then we tore up that contract but this one was like unknowingly laid you know <laughs> beneath that one in this layers and then you get like yeah. that's how we get like the whole crazy story going on I'm actually writing a young adult novel right now yeah. that deals with that. <laughs> which and that, folks, is called a synchronicity. Mm. Yeah, it is a synchronicity. It's called I love this job. I, I'm not going to say the title. That's I, I want to say that on air, too, man. I love this job. I love the work that I do. Mm. And I don't mean my nine to five. I mean, like, my magical job. Yeah. Yeah. The other day, actually, I got a, I got a, <laughs> I understood why it was that there was a novel that I was writing uh, in high school, and I understand now why it didn't work. So stay tuned. I might be publishing a novel soon. Oh my gosh. Should we try to birth our children on the same day? <laughs> <laughs> try to birth. Okay, push. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make sure their star charts are aligned. <laughs> 
I'll dedicate mine to you, and you can dedicate yours to mine. But, like, in parentheses okay. at the bottom. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. We're not trying to kill each other's vibe. No, no, no. I'm dedicating mine to uh, the god Vishnu, for sure. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, so that's uh, soul groups and soulmates. And the last thing I wanted to touch on really quickly before we move yeah. on to other stuff was twin flames. Mm. Because... That is also heavily overused because people Yoga got, like, flame. tired of soulmates. So they started like, using twin flames. Twin flame. So is there someone, like, you know how there's a new slang word every year that someone in the culture decides is this is the popular word? Is there someone that someone is there someone that goes somewhere and picks some terminology and says, all right, this is about to be a buzzword. I'm making this hot. Yeah, I think so. But like I also I also think it's a side effect of like spirituality becoming like more popular and consumed and thus more commercialized. Mm. So and being reduced to more bite-sized amounts, so it's yeah. more easily accessible. Yeah, you know, so like, what ten years ago, no one knew what their moon sign was in astrology, right? right? right. And now, like a lot of people I ask actually do know their moon sign, and a lot of websites have sun and moon horoscopes now. Mm. Now if we can get the now they just don't know their ascendant. Now we, yeah, get the yeah. ascendant, <laughs> then get Mercury, Venus, Mars. Who knows? Maybe five hundred, six hundred years from now, people will know their whole chart. That would be maybe. That'd be great. It'd make my job what easier. A t- what a time to be alive. Oh, I gotta live that long. I gotta come back during that time. Mm. Um. So anyway, I'm done, bro. I'm out. What do you guys from the popular culture think a twin flame is? A twin flame is like, uh, yeah, it's, you know, that story of like, uh, is it a Greek story where you had like the two, the two faces and the two Ooh, things and then you like good. split down the you middle have the real and you're one. a twin. I was close. <laughs> I was going to say a twin flame is like, you know, when gummy bears have two heads, except when you open up a book of matches and it's got two heads. That's a twin flame. Like when a gummy bear has two heads. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> Delightful. You've um, never had a two-headed gummy bear? No. You've never seen a two-headed I've man? never seen a two-headed I've made a gummy, gummy bear, bear have two heads, but I've never had a two-headed gummy bear. We call that a twin flame. <laughs> okay, so yes, actually, it's wonderful that you say that, Ariel, because I actually have a quote from Plato's Symposium about that exact oh, ancient I was Greek right. thing. That was right? Yes, I want to read. Ooh. So Plato's Symposium. Great. Not that I condone. Anyway. Yeah, let's put a, let's put a label on that. <laughs> we'll put a pin in that. Um, I feel a certain way about Greek philosophers. Pythagoras Greek, was pissing Greek me off all Greek philosophy is a great place to start, but not maybe the best place to finish up. Anywho. So ancient is the desire of one another, which is implanted in us, reuniting our original nature, seeking to make one of two, and to heal the state of man. So the idea is that, uh, if you're familiar with the ancient Greek idea, that humans originally had four arms, four legs, and two heads, and then then we were split. And so the soul of that being was split into two, making man and woman. But... In popular culture now, people kind of understand what twin flames actually are, so that whole gender dynamic no longer applies, of course. Twin mm, flames can right. be female, female, male, 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 female. However, they Happy almost pride. always are a romantic and sexual relationship. Mm. So, whereas Is that, soul- that's the flame, right? Yes. So soulmates can be Ooh. any kind of person in your life, but twin flames, like they're, it's impossible to stop that because they are a magnetic attraction in every way. They're mm. a magnetic attraction to you emotionally physically spiritually mentally intellectually it's it's like a it's a perfect balance and so often people think that like oh so if it's my twin flame it's like a mirror of me it's a copy of me and Mm. that's not accurate either because it is the mirror and what do mirrors do they flip so Mm. your like talents and quality traits complement theirs and their flaws are kind of like balances to your flaws so there's a uh the whole spectrum of what it means to be a person is found Mm. between the two does that make sense yeah 
Okay. Yeah, that was a really long rant. Uh, it's kind of yeah. like if you were to see somebody who has their, who has met and who is with their twin flame as like ultimate power couple time. Yeah. 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 And like they just kind of shake the foundation of wherever they are because they're together again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And not mm-hmm. everyone has a twin flame. So... But everyone does. Everyone does have a soulmate. I'd be looking for my twin flame. But everyone does. Everybody (laughs) has a soulmate, but not everybody everybody has a twin flame. Flame. Okay. Mm. So that that's, uh, you know, I hate to break it to you, but you can Mm. get one, on sale now. Um, Woo! In our store. (laughs) Everybody has a soulmate, but not a twin flame. Yes, everybody has a soulmate, but not a twin flame. And the reason for that is if you are not prepared for a twin flame, they will not be magnetically attracted to you and they will not appear in your life. Mm. So you have a twin flame, but you might not be meeting them for a while. I see. Um, Alternatively, you might have met your twin flame and it didn't work out Mm. and you have to meet them again. And the reason for that is the whole mirror concept, right? That twin flames aren't... People get this confused, I think. This is why I want to talk about twin flames. Your soul is already complete. Like, you don't need another person to complete your soul. It's already whole. You're fine. Mm. Mm. Um, That's not what they do. They don't complete each other. They catalyze each other into, like, a consciousness expansion um, and a spiritual expansion. So... When twin flames are together, there's like balancey ba- or balancey. When twin flames are together, there's balance, there's harmony, there's unconditional love, there's living for a higher purpose. Da da da. da. Mm. There's that like betterment thing. Yeah. But kind of in a voracious way. Yeah, but in order to get there, like you need to acknowledge the full experience of your whole, your all your parts, I guess. Or, like, your shadow Mm. parts. So. Shadow work, eh. Yeah, so the reason twin flames often don't work out is because there is a stage of, like, outer turmoil and, like, inner purging. And Mm. both of them would be doing that. So there needs to be a spiritual preparedness to completely unpack a lot of gunk that's there from lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. Um, So if if one party is not ready to like surrender and dissolve all that then it doesn't work because it's very stressful it's very emotional they're very intense yeah. bonds and relationships so i bet they are so you're not because supposed to fire like, consumes you know yeah mm-hmm. so you're not supposed to just be like waiting around hoping for a twin flame but if you are a person who is really spiritually inclined and you mm. feel um that sense of knowingness and higher purpose it's far yeah. more likely that you do have a twin flame in this world. So, mm. because you are more spiritually prepared for that. Um, mm. I'm, I guess this is kind of off of the magic side and more metaphysics, but uh, that's, that's, the, that's the metaphysical science behind the whole karmic bonds to different types of souls. Mm. Yeah, so they, they kind of get more and more intense, right? There's the soul group where it can be just kind of random and shifty soulmates who are close and familiar and kind of they teach you things and then there's that twin flame and mm. you know it could be another 50 lifetimes before you're prepared for that person and that's okay you don't need them you're already whole yourself well so twin flames are like a an occult luxury <laughs> they you know are s- some people some people get rolexes some people get twin flames I guess, you, I mean, it's not like it's an exclusive club. Like, if you really feel like you can, um, if you can reach enlightenment in the next two months, do it. You know, it's not the only ticket to something like that. The ticket to feeling that sense of, like, oh, I found the one. I'm in, like, this perfect, uncanny match. Like, that's that's on you to be prepared for all the uh, storms that that brings. Balance really is balance. It's, there's a ne- there's a neutrality in that kind of um, meeting of souls. So mm, balance. That's good. Uh, it's making more sense when you use that word. Anyway, did that did that did it make sense? Actually, 
If you have questions, feel free to email Altry. What's that email? Hey, you guys said at the same time. Is that a synchronicity? <laughs> hey, Altry at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, if you feel like you are with your twin flame, that's great. Feel that way. Feel like you're with a soulmate. That's great. Feel that way. I didn't mean any of this to be tramping on different styles of relationships at mm. all. It's just to or let different you styles know. of finding the relationship yes. that you want. Yes. Like, you are entitled to, like I said earlier, you know, the only thing that's real is what you choose to believe is real. So, live your life, be happy, uh, but that's the uh, the meaning behind those words, so please use them correctly. <laughs> okay, yeah. anyway, moving on. So, different types of souls. Different types of souls. Um, well, let's, let's, what are the souls we know? There's, like... Also, I've been talking st- too much. There's the star soul, a.k.a. our sun. There is a uh, soul of the mold men. That was a TV show. Maybe it was pronounced soul in some circles. Mm-hmm. There's the soul of your shoe. <laughs> um, Et tu brute. And soul propri- <laughs> proprietorships. Those are the four souls I can think of. The first lines of Julius Caesar. Your souls need repairing, sir. True. Yeah. I'm not a big Shakespeare Shakespeare fan. Yeah, she's a Shakespeare fan. I'm a literary snob. (laughs) (laughs) I've read all the classics, darling. (laughs) So, we got twin flames. We got soul mate. We got soul groups. And we got soul types. But, yeah, so... Like, so, don't souls all come from the same place? Like, the same, I don't know, fountain? Like, you know that Scooby-Doo, you know that Scooby-Doo movie? Scooby-Doo and the where they got of Souls? The, no, and they got that, you know, it's the live action movie, and they got the little vat of, like the soul like doesn't everyone come from you know the uh, same vat i refuse to acknowledge that live action scooby-doo movies exist (laughs) so that's gonna be a no from me i love the first one Mm. i thought it was so good and i thought shaggy had the best pot jokes um let me stretch my legs sorry uh but yeah souls all do come from the same place they come from uh the source Mm popularly referred to in metaphysics um, as the source, but you can also refer to it as Ein Sof, like in Kabbalah. Mm. Michael, would you like to expand on the source? Because you're very interested in the source. Um, I'm very, I'm always interested in source material, primaries, man, you know? <laughs> so the source, mm. from what I, from my understanding and my readings, the source is that in the beginning, there was this one thing, right? All things was one. There was no distinction between this, that, and the other. And, yeah. of course, this original thing had a sort of sentience and intelligence about it. Mm. However, this one thing was the only thing, and so... It didn't, it's not that it got lonely, it's more of like, it didn't understand itself. So I've, I've heard two interpretations. I've heard one, there's an interpretation where this source didn't understand some of itself because it didn't have anything to compare itself to. Mm. Mm. The other interpretation and explanation I've heard is that this original thing wanted to underst wanted to understand what it's like to be the other to be mm. not one and whatever the case may be a splitting occurred and through a number of subsequent splittings across hundreds of millions of trillions of years we are at a point now and we're at a level now where souls are 
separate and they kind of they kind of come from different places but mm. everything comes from a single soul source exactly and it is our uh it is the task of some of us to sort of strive and do our damnedest to get back to this source hmm. yes Precisely. um that's a that's a a really long explanation but um even from a linguistic approach, right? We, we we talk about the word soul, and there is connotation to the stars, because soul is the name of our star. The sun, in Latin, is soul. Um, and I believe the word. I'd have to I'd have to look it up on my, on my phone, but I do believe the word soul is in like, you know, the spirit or whatever. I think that comes from Latin too. Doesn't that come from Latin? Does anybody know that off the top of their head? No. <laughs> okay, let's see. Soul. Google is the fourth, the fourth member of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Google. <laughs> Consult the droid. Oh, it says Germanic. Uh, old English. Oh wait, I did know that. Old English, Sawol, Sawel, Dutch, Deal, German, Sailor, Minus Sailor. Aber was an was an alter than than alter Deutsches. What's older than what's older than Old German? Soul's got to come from somewhere, man. What's the etymology of soul? You guys ever use Wiktionary? I know I'm Googling, like, in the middle of a recording. Mm. No, that's okay. It's cool. But yes, Wiktionary is cool. You guys ever use that website? Yes. Maybe. It's like what Wikipedia could have been. It's like what Wikipedia could have been. Well, you know, they, uh... Oh, wow. I didn't... So I just learned that. Proto-Germanic... Siwelo. I don't know if anybody here plays Puzzles and Dragons, but there's a monster called Hera Sowelo, mm. and she's light type. Going back to the idea of souls. Uh, sometimes hypothesized to mean originally coming from or belonging to the sea, with the sea being the supposed stopping place of the soul before birth or after death. Hmm. Cosmic ocean? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking C in a more C in a more what should I call it? A more celestial way, not not in like a watery way. But hydrogen. Anyway, the soul though. The soul and different sources. So w w within within uh, our star system within our solar system, right? Mm -hmm. You look at how the sun gives life to everything on this planet. Yeah. Like no, no sunlight, and yes, of, of yes, of course, there's things like I know someone's I know someone's gonna. Can I? Can I? Can I? Someone's gonna fucking write it. I'm gonna just say the word, but I know someone's gonna fucking write and be like, but there's there's forms that don't get sunlight. Yes, I. Uh, Whatever. There's always exceptions to a rule. But also, if the sun wasn't at the center of our solar system doing the gravitational pull to create planets in the first place, no, there would not be life at the bottom of the ocean without sunlight because there wouldn't be a planet. So, screw you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. Okay, guys. The, the, owl, the owls are swarming. <laughs> so, um... The sun matters. Yeah, the sun matters because the sun is a sort of generator of souls in our solar system. Is that's in so many words that's what I'm trying to say. Which yeah. is why uh if we look at mythology and we look at solar motifs. Mm. Um everyone's got them. Right? The these solar motifs deal with like okay, well who's Who's making shit pop first? Who's really getting it kicking in this in this universe? Mm. In this cosmos? It's the sun. 
it's it's a light mm-hmm. or yeah. it's the sun who, who gets it started off and then mm-hmm. everything else kind of follows suit. I know I'm using a lot of words. That's good. <laughs> good words. You have the best words. But yeah, absolutely. The sun is what um, is like the anchor point. Um, if we're thinking back to karma, you could think of um, around the sun in our solar system, think of like a big bubble. And like all the souls who are here keep getting recycled into different incarnations recycled. here on this earth. Yeah, like it's just going back through and through and through through your karmic cycle. And then when you're released, you're free to uh, learn lessons and have experiences through other stars and the planets in their solar systems. Which is why uh, ETs are actually not something to be afraid of. They are all are we going? Are we going in that direction? We're taking it into the... And we could. We could. I'm just, we'll, we'll, I'm do just a, we'll do it. That's a little sneak preview for the next episode. Mm. Is <laughs> et- ETs. UFOs, intelligences from other star systems. Do they have souls? Do they have magic? Mm. We'll get into that. It's a sneak peek. We're talking about soul sources for here right now. But, but, um, and you know, I'm really, really fond of Egyptian mythology, right? Mm-hmm. And so the soul is like a, uh, the word is bah kind of like a bird and it leaves you and it flies but uh it can actually become a star okay um and this is why so many things are when you when we look at when we look at monuments in egypt in ancient egypt things are lined up to star systems and their whole their whole like their whole and I learned this from my uh from one of my teachers a while back, but the the entirety of all of their stories are about living so that when you die, you don't come back mm-hmm. and that you move on to somewhere else. How to live correctly so you can die correctly and your soul can move on to other star systems. Transcend. I know that might be a little bit uh that might be a little bit thick for some of our listeners a cut from uh a cloth different than traditional Egyptology, but I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all the real raw deal. Okay. Like you can you can become you can become a uh you can become a star after you after you die. We're all part of the same soul source. The original source, so we all have that capacity. Right, and and to really bring that home, um, again with the creative process. Let's 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 for a second. Let's look at like. Let's look at art, right? So, I'm a musician. Um, oh wait, I actually am a musician. <laughs> <laughs> I was going into and in, uh, I'm in serious analogy mode right now. So I'm a musician, right? Yeah. And I have a certain style about me. I can write 50 million 11 songs and someone will, you know, once I'm really, really in my craft, someone will say, man, the soul of the soul. You can hear the soul of Michael in these songs are like, oh, yeah, his soul, mm. his soul lives on through his music. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when you're not making or like you make music and you're like, you got to put a little bit more. You got to put more it. soul yeah. into it. It doesn't have it doesn't have no soul. All this damn dubstep. <laughs> it don't have no soul. I mean, if you like it, that's 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 cool and all. But it don't have no soul at me. I know they <laughs> I know they're going to send. I'm no, I know they're going to send emails. I'll give you all my Instagram if you all really want it. <laughs> you really want to at me. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, the same thing applies like, okay, well you become a star and then you start creating things that have soul in them. S O L. And then you become a star. Like, oh, you know, like a rising star, I like do. a fame. I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. You got to put mm-hmm. some of yourself, you got to put your soul into your music and then you become a star. You know, on the big screen. 
which is which is which is so even wilder because if anyone has seen the uh the Daft Punk movie mm. Interstellar 4 or 5 that whole movie is about how like that movie is about how a lot of musicians that are like popular are actually from other places and star systems. I'm going to drop that. I'm going cuz y'all know I like to get into I'm going to drop that yep. and I'm going to leave that. And then go watch the go, watch go, Interstellar. go watch the Daft Punk movie Interstellar no R Interstellar mm. five 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 four fives, and that movie is going to tell you about how a lot of popular musicians are not from this star system. Mm. And there we are. We we we, we, we kind of came full circle. Maybe we did an oval. <laughs> and 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 an ellipsis. Maybe we did no, an, an elliptical. <laughs> what is that? Um, I want to expand a little bit on yeah. the art thing, because you mentioned um, the two theories that you'd heard for why Source mm-hmm. expanded in the first place to become separated. Um, what I have heard that I liked was that Source became curious and wanted to learn and wanted to experiment, um, and this is all a grand experiment. So, as far as arts goes. That's like your expression of that connection to mm. that originality, you know? Of seeing what can I make, what can I do? And the more you exercise that muscle, the more you get in touch with that creative flow. Um, and I think that that's essential to spirituality, is finding ways to mm. be creative in whatever way you choose to express that. I hear you. You know, they say art artists, okay. I said it before. <laughs> I said it before, man. Artists are the smartest. I'm just chewing on that. When you start, uh, and, and that's a, that's another gem for our listeners too. That um, I guarantee you, you know, we've had uh, a number of uh, great submissions, you know, over over our short run that we've been on air, and I I implore people to continue to submit things to us. Um, we just got the volume two put out. Go ahead and take a look at that. Um, we did some good stuff, some real good it's stuff so was good. in there. Yeah, we. Um, oh but my but to everyone artists. under the sound of my voice, if I am saying something that is contrary to your experience, please write in and let me know. I guarantee you, though, I guarantee you, the more art that you do the easier you will find that it is for you to tune into certain things and receive information and you you won't you might not even know where it's coming from but you will open conduits in your mind to receiving all types of of uh packets of information to put it in the like computer technology talk i guarantee you man mm. Mm. i got a hundred dollars on it right now the more art you do you're going to open yourself up to this source. Do you think that's why edu- uh, in education, arts are the first thing to go? To take away it people's takes souls? Mm. thinkers. Yeah, it's all part of making us all the same and standardized and boxed yeah. in. And I think, um, you know, People are threatened by that. They allow themselves to be afraid of creativity. Because creativity is the greatest way to critique society, to change things, to move people, to heal people. Upsets the status quo. I don't have anything to add. I, I... I I I gave all I gave all I had, Coach. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us on the Owl Tree Podcast. If you would like to send us anything, some kind of stories that are going on with you, or any kind of questions or suggested topics you'd like us to talk about, you can email us at heyowltree at gmail.com. You can also contact us via our website or Instagram. Our website is owltreepress.net, and our Instagram is owltreepress. I think, yeah, it's owltreepress. And also, we just released volume two of our magazine, 
please go check it out. We had some amazing artists and writers we're really excited about. And also, if you are thinking of submitting to us in the future, we'll give you a vibe for what we're looking for. So, Witchy tip of the day. Witchy tip of the day. Don't be afraid to call yourself a witch. Male or female. Male or, or female. in between. Happy Pride Month. Yes. <laughs> we're all Witch? witches. Wait, I have a question then. Mm. If we're all witches... I don't identify as a witch, though. But if we're all witches, hypothetically speaking, mm. my question is, which witch wished which witch? I'll let you chew on that and figure it out. Okay. Find out next time. <laughs> <laughs>